0: I'm Becky Czar and welcome to Raising Kindness, a podcast all about promoting volunteerism within our community. Join me each month as I'm joined by my 12-year-old son Bennett and his friends, demonstrating that together, despite my vision loss, we can definitely make a positive difference in others' lives. We may not always know what we're doing precisely, but we're gonna learn, meet new people, and have a lot of fun during the process. So, grab a friend and join us on our volunteering adventure that we call Raising Kindness. Welcome to Raising Kindness, the video podcast that's all about volunteering and giving back to your community, regardless of your challenge or your age. I'm Becky Czar and I'm your host that will be navigating us throughout this exciting journey. I'm going to be joined by 10 different organizations that we had the opportunity to volunteer at and give back to. Participating beside me at each of these volunteer activities will be my 12-year-old son, Bennett, as well as one of his amazing friends. In addition to these adorable kids, you're likely going to notice my cute guide dog, She will be right by my side as she helps me navigate through each of these experiences. I'm a blind wife and mom, yet I'm here to prove that I can contribute to my society and give back in a meaningful way. Let's get started. In this episode of Raising Kindness, we had the opportunity to connect with an organization that is near and dear to my heart. As a person living with vision loss, I have to say that I've received so much support from the CNIB over the years. So let's just say that I was a little bit excited when I realized that there was an opportunity for us to volunteer and participate at this year's CNIB Kids Camp. Joining me today to tell us a little bit more about the CNIB Foundation is Ashley Nemeth, Provincial Director for Manitoba, Saskatchewan Region. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks, Becky. Can you just share a little bit of the history behind the CNIB and what brought the organization to where it is today?
1: Yeah, so CNIB is um, an organization that is more than 100 years old. We were established at two major events, those events being the Halifax Explosion and World War I. Um, We emerged from those two events as the primary vision rehabilitation um, organization in Canada. And uh, we now serve Canadians across the country um, offering quality of life programs uh, for individuals who are blind or partially sighted. And so, you know, with that here in uh, Saskatchewan, we offer all sorts of, of programs and, and those have evolved over the years. Uh, and, you know, we'll continue to evolve and we're always looking for you know different ways that we can serve the community.
0: CNIB provides a variety of supports to people like myself living with various degrees of vision loss. And I'm just wondering if you can maybe share a few examples about how your services can directly impact the client's.
1: Our programs uh, try to encompass the whole person. So, focusing on everything from their emotional well being, from, you know, with peer support groups, for example, which are a huge part of what we offer. Um, and peer support groups are more than just people coming together, sitting around a table, and complaining about how the world wasn't made for them. It's really about supporting individuals in their vision loss journey, uh, where they're at, and where they want to go. Um, you know, having some laughs and some social time and being able to just be yourself in an environment where individuals understand what you're going through on some level. And so peer sports are a large part of what we do. We also offer sports and recreation programs, which are really important for people. Sport and recreation uh, is, is important for someone's mental health as well as their physical health. And a lot of individuals, especially if they're new division loss, uh, are nervous to go into um, a recreational program with fully able-bodied individuals, individuals who are sighted. And so we offer them the opportunity to try out something new. Maybe it's a yoga class or a strength and fitness class. And then once they're comfortable with the skill and the activity, we encourage them to be able to participate in that um, activity outside of CNIB with their greater community. You know, So we're working on building their skills, their confidence, but integrating them into back into the community because ideally we want individuals to feel confident and independent. They can participate in life fully within their community. So
0: the CNIB is providing so many amazing supports that directly affect the clients, but In order for this to all take place, this organization does rely heavily on donations as well as volunteer supports. Can you maybe comment a little bit on the impact that volunteers are able to make?
1: Being a nonprofit, uh, CNIB relies solely on uh, donations and funding uh, through grants to be able to provide the programs that we offer. Outside of of the funds, um, because those funds are so limited, we also rely on volunteers to be able to offer those programs. So all of our programs are um, overseen by, by staff of CNIB, but they're volunteer led. And so we really want the community to be able to support each other um, and facilitate those programs and support each other through this this, uh, vision loss journey, we wouldn't be able to offer the wide range of programs that we do without the support of our amazing volunteers. And our team of of staff rely heavily on, on our volunteers and we see them as a part of our staff. And so they, really are the backbone to CNIB and allowing us to offer the services that we do for our clients. I think it's great whenever kids can be involved. Um, I myself got my start at CNIB as a volunteer. I volunteered with CNIB long before I was an employee at CNIB. And uh, once I was employed, um, when you work in nonprofit, you know, many people know, your family becomes your uh, extra employees. So my kids have also been uh, volunteered, uh, you know, to help out over the years. And I think allowing kids to volunteer and you know experience different things, uh, like working with individuals who have a disability, um, builds you know empathy and kindness uh, within our youth. And I think it's such a huge a huge asset to our kids going into uh, as they grow and and build their careers and figure out what they want to do. I think, you know, there's a lot of empathy and kindness missing uh, today that we see. And so having, you know, youth be involved is is huge. And I think it also allows them to understand a little bit better that, you know, individuals who have a disability or a difference from them you know, enjoy life and the same things that they do. Um, you know, maybe just a little bit differently, uh, but they still, you know, are able to do do all those so those same things. And so, I think it's amazing whenever we can have youth uh, be involved in in our programs and in volunteering.
0: And if people would like to learn more about the CNIB and the services that they provide, or how they can get involved themselves where can they best find this information?
1: Uh, The best place to go would be to our website, so CNIB.ca. There is a volunteer um, interest form on our website that you can can fill out, and if you have any questions, we'd be happy to to answer them. Thanks so much, Ashley,
0: for taking time out of your busy day to come and have a conversation with me. Thanks, Becky. Next up, I'm excited to welcome a long-running volunteer of the CNIB, Michelle. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks, Becky. Michelle, I'm wondering if you can share what got you started with volunteering at the CNIB.
2: Uh, I've been a CNIB client since I was a little kid, so it just seemed natural that, you know, as I grew to be an adult, I uh, used that as an opportunity to give back.
0: Clearly, you've been doing this for a while. So I can imagine that you've had quite the array of volunteer opportunities with them. Can you maybe share a few examples of some different volunteer opportunities that are available at the CNIB that you're aware of?
2: Uh, sure. There's the, the summer kids camp uh, for youth with, uh, with sight loss. We used to have Night Steps uh, as one of CNIB's fundraisers. Um, they've had a few online uh, events, uh, you know, with, with COVID and things. Um, in the past, that's kind of the two big ones I can, I I can really think of. So today the kids and
0: I had an opportunity to volunteer during a small component of the CNIB Kids Camp. And obviously the Kids Camp, it's designed for kids within the community who are blind or Parsi sighted. And it's just a really great opportunity for them to get together and be with kids that are like themselves And I have to say just how much laughter and happiness was just flowing through that entire environment. It was just so much fun for everybody. But I'm just curious, Michelle, from your perspective, what impact do you think that volunteers can make on participating in things like the kids camp?
2: Uh, Well, with lots of different nonprofit organizations, volunteers are are vital to, you know, day to day operations or helping with the kids camps, helping with with um, just the organization in general. So I would say they're, they're very vital and it, it doesn't take much to, to
0: volunteer. What would you say to somebody who's considering volunteering at the CNIB?
2: Um, practice your verbal uh, skills. So things like, you know, uh, the chair is three feet to your left or the table is 10 feet to your right, uh, rather than just the table is over there, right? Because folks that are partially sighted or, or totally blind won't know where over there is. So if you're, you know, that, that's one thing that's, that, that might be beneficial. If you could, you know, go in know, having that practice, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be set. <laughs> I love that because I, I still say to my family,
0: I catch them every once in a while. And they're like, just right, right in front of you, right over there. I'm like, where's there? Like, that's not an actual direction, but that's a great tip to have, I think. But what do you find to be the most rewarding part of volunteering in general?
2: Um, learning some of the new techniques like TikTok and Snapchat and some of the new, new things that are out there, like the floss dance and I don't know, things that I just never knew existed, uh, you know, when I was a kid, um, or on the flip side, just teaching the, the younger kids that, you know, they're going to be fully functioning adults someday, right? They're going to, they're still going to have sight loss. They're still going to have a disability. You know, how do you, how do you be an adult in an adult world and do adult things when you have sight loss?
0: Uh, that peer support. It's so vital. I completely agree. But I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Obviously, you know that um, Bennett, his friend Ryland and myself spent a little bit of time at the kids camp today. What are your thoughts on sighted kids being part
2: of the volunteer force um, at the CNIB? It's a good idea. Lots of siblings have like I have an older brother and a younger brother that are fully sighted. Right, so it's it's good to get them, and they're going to understand what it's like to have a somebody who has sight loss because they're just used to it, right? So it's nice to be able to have those that integration of sighted people and able bodied people uh, mixing with with folks that have have disabilities, and everybody's helping everybody just as one big giant community.
0: Absolutely, thanks so much, Michelle, for coming on our little podcast today, and thanks so much for all of your amazing volunteering that you do for the CNIB and really for the blind community in
2: general. I know you do a ton. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks. I, I thought I'd wear my green CNIB uh, volunteer shirt from, from Night Steps for, for this occasion today. I thought that was a, a appropriate uh, attire. Totally. I have a blue one. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Well, we've made
0: it to the part of the show where the kids are about to be unleashed. There's no filter, no rehearsing, but rather only the pure, honest thoughts of what the kids thought of their volunteer experience. Today, I have with me my son, Bennett, whom you will see with me at each episode of Raising Kindness. And I also have one of Bennett's friends, who will take turns appearing throughout the various episodes. Today, we're both excited to welcome his friend, Rylan. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So this was both of your first times to volunteer for an organization. And I'm just wondering if we can start off our chat by having you share a little bit about what
3: volunteer activity we participated in and a little bit about our day. So we went to the CNIB Kids Camp. And we went to, it was at the Northwest Leisure Centre, and we went swimming. We played Uno, and I actually didn't know until we were about halfway through. But the cards had in the top right and bottom left corner, hand corner, it had a little bit of Braille, which showed the number and the colour, I'm guessing. The kids didn't need to say it out loud because they could see enough to see what the person behind them or what the person played to play their card okay i'm curious to hear
0: what you guys thought about the experience i mean there were kids around your age who were blind or
3: partially sighted what was that like um it was kind of surprising that they could like do all the things that we do as normal like kids and stuff like they could play basketball in the pool or play uno with us before we went in the pool so it was very surprising that they could do all that like normal kids um and they very brutally beat rallin and i at uno was there anything that surprised you today that maybe you weren't expecting yeah they actually remembered our name they were calling me and rallin's name um yeah it was just super fun super fun and I have one more thing to add. It was kind of surprising that one of the kids, his name was Keegan Ke- or Keegan, I think? Keegan. And uh, I was surprising that he could play football, as he told us when we were introducing ourselves to him. Yeah. Are there any last minute thoughts or comments that you'd like to share? I think it was a little bit easier for me to interact with the blind or kids or partially sighted kids. I kind of actually forgot that the kids were blind. It was a little um, hard, a little bit at the start hard for me to interact with them because I'm not used to talking to people that are blind or partially blind, so it was a different experience for me. Well, kids, thanks so much for volunteering with me today at
0: the CNIB Kids Camp. I had a total blast with you guys today, but before you two get up and run away, it's time to do what I think is one of the most exciting parts of the show. The Raising Kindness Challenge. How this all works is, at the end of each episode, the kids are going to put together a kindness challenge, encouraging you, our viewers, to get involved and help us spread kindness all around communities throughout the country. Once you've had the opportunity to complete the kindness challenge, I then want you to post your pictures on our social media pages. Post a picture and a description of what you did during the challenge then together we can watch the positive impact that
3: we're able to make. So we, mom has a guide dog, her name is Lulu. She is from the CNIB. And when I was littler, I went and donated or collected a whole bunch of durable dog toys for from all of my family and like a whole bunch of people. And we went and gave it to the CNIB guide dog puppies. And I know that like it was they were so happy. So our challenge for you to do is to go to your local pet store and buy a durable dog toy and bring it to your local CNIB office of your choice and take a picture with you in front of the office with your dog toy and post it to our social media Included a description. It will brighten the dog's day, I know that. I'm looking forward to you guys doing the challenge. Thank you. Uh, I love that challenge, you guys. What
0: a fantastic idea. Lulu loves to play with her toys when she's off harness, and I think you're going to make a lot of future guide dogs really happy. My takeaway from today's volunteer experience for me really wasn't too surprising. If I'm being completely honest, I kind of strategically plan to have the CNIB Kids Camp be our first volunteer opportunity. People who are blind or who don't have typical eyesight, sometimes for them, going into a new environment and trying new things can really stir up a lot of stress and anxiety. Trying to learn a new environment, communicating your needs to people, and then trying to complete the new activity on top of it all? Well, let's just say that it can be a bit challenging to pull it all off successfully and feel really good about it. Since I experienced my vision loss, which was about nine years ago now, I have been volunteering in different capacities with the CNIB. I've helped to do things like advocating for increased government funding. I've helped at other kids' camps. I've been their spokesperson on several occasions, and I've been part of the Guide Dogs with Purpose Planning Committee. And last but not least, I'm currently serving on my second term for the CNIB Advisory Board of Directors. And I've received a lot of support from this organization over the years, so I'm very happy to be able to give back in a way to them. But to see my son and his friend Rylan volunteering for the organization today, it just made me feel so proud. They interacted with the kids by being aware of their vision loss, but they didn't make it their primary focus, which I felt was absolutely fantastic. Really to the onlooker, they would have just tagged them as a typical group of kids, just playing and having fun. Overall to me, today was such a great day. For somebody who is living with vision loss and considering volunteering, I would definitely consider recommending that they start off at the CNIB or a similar organization. It would be a great first step just to help you boost your confidence and get you started. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Raising Kindness. We look forward to seeing you participate in the kindness challenge. So be sure to tag us in on all of your social media accounts. Take care and thanks for watching. That's a wrap on this episode of Raising Kindness with me, Becky Zarr. Thanks so much to all of my guests and to you for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on social media. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at raising.kindness.podcast. And don't forget, you're going to want to like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. See you again soon.